Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. KYW Original Podcasts. Some Philadelphia restaurants feeling the pinch of indoor dining, which was supposed to open in Philadelphia this weekend, being postponed until at least August. One weekend can sometimes hurt you really bad. One month will definitely hurt you bad. Four, five, six months, that'll put you out of business. But while the industry braces for what could be a wave of closures, an industry insider describes the risks some are taking to keep their small businesses afloat. Restaurants are really putting themselves in debt right now in the hopes that there will be a light at the end of the tunnel. This is a podcast about food in and around Philadelphia. That's a quick, delicious, flavorful bite. It was really hard for me to get into it. Stories from behind the kitchen. This is a wood-burning oven from Italy. It is intense. And hear about quirky stuff, too. Eat a pint of ice cream as quickly as you can, and then resume the 5K. This is What's Cooking on KYW. I'm Hadas Kuznets with Melissa Bova, Vice President of Government Affairs with the Pennsylvania Restaurant and Lodging Association. And we are talking about what is going on with Philadelphia and indoor dining. So you've been in communication with Philadelphia from Harrisburg, I understand, and been involved in what is happening with the rules of restaurants. So what exactly led to this decision to not open? Well, the decision was not necessarily made in conjunction with the PRLA, but we certainly understand and the trends that we're seeing around the country, I think it's very indicative of some states that might have reopened too soon, uh, some states that relaxed their restrictions too soon. And we are seeing a, a surge in cases, and that is a concern in Philadelphia. So I certainly understand the need for the city to be careful just based on the size of the population. But to that end, we think there might have been more of a middle ground that could have been found to help restaurants reopen while still ensuring public and employee safety. Can you take me through the conversations that were had, some of what the PRLA's role was in this? We primarily worked with the governor's office on state guidance, as has been explained. The state basically puts out their guidance and health departments can have their own further guidance that is more restrictive, which is what Philadelphia certainly did here. We had worked with the city of Philadelphia and were reviewing their reopening guidance that was supposed to take effect on July 3rd that since is not happening. And we've provided some feedback there, but we were under the impression and prepared to open with restrictive guidance on July 3rd. And of course, that decision was made not to when we think, as I mentioned, that we probably could have found maybe a middle ground to help restaurants still operate. What are some of the Pennsylvania Restaurant and Lodging Association's concerns? Well, 
restaurants did the right thing when this crisis started. We were the first businesses to be shut down. We were the last, as you can now see, to reopen. And restaurants in and of themselves had to lay off over 90% of their workforce. They're trying to survive on takeout. They're doing the right things. They've invested thousands of dollars in ensuring that safe space for indoor dining and ensuring the disinfectant that needs to be in place, the barriers that need to be placed. And they were playing by the rules and were certainly hopeful to see the light at the end of the tunnel as it pertains to this crisis. And they were told that that light might not be seen for over another month if it were waiting until August 1st. So you have restaurants that right now every day are announcing that they will not reopen their doors again. And we're certainly concerned that a delay in allowing restaurants to operate indoor in any capacity is only going to increase the number of restaurants that close their doors permanently. Yeah. What can we expect as far as consumers? Are we going to start seeing massive closures? So we've already started seeing a lot of restaurants closing their doors because they can't afford to stay open. What kind of a long-term impact is this going to have on the restaurant and hospitality industry? We have been hearing numbers that at the end of this crisis, depending on how long it goes, 20% of restaurants may not reopen. And for every day that restaurants are trying to operate at 30% when they have rent to pay and bills to pay and employees to take care of and PPE to provide, it's just another financial barrier that's getting between them trying to get through day-to-day operations. Cost of food has increased. Everything has increased and restaurants are currently operating at 25, 30% if they're lucky. So a month more of this really could be the straw that breaks the camel's back in terms of restaurants being able to reopen again, especially the small ones that can't operate the takeout model or the outdoor dining model as well as some of the larger restaurants can. Now, Philadelphia has really built a name for herself as a restaurant city and a foodie place to be. What's going to happen? I think that we are going to have a long recovery ahead of us. I think we're going to have a lot of really great restaurants that won't reopen, as I mentioned. And this isn't something that when COVID goes away or the emergency declaration is lifted, that we are going to be right back to being the foodie city that we once were. I think we are going to have years in terms of a recovery needed for this industry to come back. And I think it's going to look different, at least in the short term and probably midterm in terms of operations and getting consumer comfort back and and having people back to eat. So I think we're going to see a much different Philadelphia food scene, at least for the next couple of years. What do you think that consumers have to do? What is the responsibility of the consumer? And does the consumer have a role to ensure the safety of their dining experience? This has been said by Secretary Levine and Secretary of Health Farley in Philadelphia. Everybody has a responsibility in this. Restaurants will do everything they can. We have to be Serve Safe certified and have food safety before this even started. We are going to do our role in terms of making sure our employees are trained, they're comfortable, they're masked, we're sanitizing. But that means nothing if you have customers that don't wear their masks, don't wash their hands, and don't maintain the personal responsibility of social distancing that they have as well. So for this to succeed, it's a two-way street and everybody needs to be bought in. And I think the lack of some of that buy-in might be some of the reason that we're seeing the delay and the surge in cases that we're seeing today. And this isn't just 
impacting Philadelphia. I mean, you have relationships with people all over the state of Pennsylvania. Can you kind of give us a glimpse as to, you know, what you've seen in other parts of the state? Uh, just this week, Allegheny County, which includes the city of Pittsburgh, due to a rise in cases, Allegheny County, actually, when this started, it would be a high day if they had 10 cases. Uh, and they've seen a surge in cases that they believe is from people traveling and as we're seeing in Philadelphia, young people who think they're immune congregating at bars. And they made an announcement on Sunday that all on-premise consumption of alcohol would be suspended. Those are the types of, of things that we're seeing. We think, as I said, that there is an ability to kind of go after the bad actors and force against the bad actors, which is something we wholeheartedly support, without going after, as I mentioned, the restaurants that are checking all of the boxes and going above and beyond. Uh, and now they are just left with no sales of alcohol in Allegheny County, which for some of them is, is 30% of their revenue. So we really want to be partners uh, in Allegheny County, like we saw there in Philadelphia, to really ensure that the, the good restaurants that are following the rules can operate and those that aren't deserve to be shut down. We don't want any bad operators operating any more than the city does, but that doesn't mean that we need to punish those that are doing all the right things. So when people say, oh, I don't care about a mask and I'm just going to do what I want and we're just going to congregate without masks, that's going to affect everybody financially. It's going to affect every business within the city of Philadelphia. While restaurants, our natural basis is congregating and bringing people together. But for those that think that the masks are a joke or they don't need to follow the rules, they are going to be the ones that stop us from moving forward. And they're going to be the ones that hurts Philadelphia's economy in the near and long-term future. So how can we envision Philadelphia's dining scene in the future? What will it look like? How will we have to act? How will we have to be? What's the dining scene going to entail? I would say social distancing is going to be the name of the game, and we're not going to see any return of normalcy until we have a vaccine, not at least to a complete tournament return of normalcy. I think that's important to keep in mind until we know that we can protect everybody uh, against the spread of this virus people are going to have to be safe. So social distancing, not being able to fill a restaurant to capacity, really large gatherings, I think are, are down the pike. Uh, to that end, takeout is going to be what used to be maybe 10% of a restaurant sales is really the make or break between a restaurant continuing to operate. I think takeout and delivery are going to continue to be a major part of restaurant operations as we work through the length of this crisis. What's the difference between the restaurants that are able to make it and the ones that have to close? Your full service restaurants are struggling more than any other right now. Your quick service or your takeout, some of them are actually seeing higher revenues, but your full service restaurants that the entire basis of their existence is that experience you get to sit down and have a meal and have this great cocktail and just have this service. They are the ones right now that don't have the ability to do create that experience via takeout. So they were really counting and continue to count on the ability to have that indoor dining, provide that experience again. And those are by far your full service restaurants are the ones that are struggling the worst, the most right now. So we're going to see a real dent in like fine dining. I think that it's something that we need to be prepared for. We've had a shutdown since March. Rent still needs to be paid. Mortgages still need to be paid. Bills still need to be paid. If you're doing takeout, you still need to get food. Uh, you still need to take care of your employees. So I do think that 
at the end of the day, we're going to see some really great restaurants that are just wondering if it's worth it to reopen when they don't know when they can and when they can, if they will be able to operate in any type of manner that will keep them viable. What have you seen as far as creative solutions? Obviously, takeout has become, as I mentioned, a huge thing in the industry. Family meals are something that we've seen some restaurants embracing in terms of we're all sick of making dinner at home uh, and going and being able to get food for a family of four. We're seeing some really creative spaces in terms of a lot of restaurants that relied on the corporate meals and the workers in the city that used to come in every day for lunch, delivering to them at their homes and getting really creative and giving the workers or the the people who used to work in Philadelphia the ability to access the foods that they don't get because they're working from home in the suburbs. And we're just seeing, like I said, a lot of creativeness in terms of, of outdoor dining. We're already seeing it in terms of the city allowing the expansion of sidewalk cafes and getting more creative in terms of that experience with people shutting down streets. The city has been a partner in terms of the outdoor dining piece of allowing restaurants to seat as many people as they can. And that's going to be a key part in the coming weeks in terms of, as I mentioned, of restaurants trying to stay viable and get through, at least as we're hearing until August 1st. So what happens when the cold weather hits and you can't do outdoor dining? Our only hope is moving forward that we are open for indoor dining. We're allowed to accommodate our guests. But that is a a time that I think is also something that restaurants are thinking about. They can't open now. We continuously hear that there might be a surge of the cases this fall or winter. We can't do outdoor dining then. All of this really compounds into a situation that keeps me up at night and all of us up at night in terms of how can restaurants get through it and what type of resources do we need to try to get to them to help them get through it. What was the first thought that went through your mind when you heard that Philadelphia is not going to open indoor dining as planned? Oh, that might have been my thought. Ugh. (laughs) I was not surprised at the delay. I don't think any of us were. I think we were surprised that the announcement was made that it would probably be a delay until August 1st. I think that a delay for a week to maybe discuss further parameters to control where we're seeing these spikes. A lot of the spikes are young people going out and not wearing face masks and congregating. And let's look at controlling that space. Let's look at enforcement. I think a delay for a month for a lot of restaurants is just the last thing they needed to hear. And we certainly had hoped that announcement would come that maybe not this weekend, but we'll talk about it for next week. A preliminary delay of a month is just really hard for the industry to take right now. How do you enforce face masks? Well, for businesses, our employees have to wear them. That is required under the state guidelines and under Philadelphia guidelines. For guests that come in and don't wear face masks, as we've heard, I think, from the city and from the state, you know, they want people to do the right thing. We are going to do the right thing in terms of signage and telling people they need masks and providing masks when we are able. But as we've discussed before, this is not a one-way street of businesses needing to do all the work. We need our guests to meet us halfway and do their part. And I think that is an educational campaign that needs to continue. It seems like for the near, if not further future, that we can only provide, do our half. We need people to do theirs. And they need to understand that the more they resist, the longer normalcy is going to take to return. What's your biggest concern for this industry? That we don't recover. 
Uh, I mean, when the shutdowns happened in March, that was probably the toughest week of my career. And I would say that this week is right up there with that because I think that, you know, we've been doing the right thing. Our businesses shut down and they were hoping for the opportunity to get back to normal and get back to what they do best, which is taking care of their guests and providing that experience. And they're not. And I think morale is low. I think hopes are low. How many people after this announcement just going to say it's not worth it anymore? And that's really my biggest fear right now. Now, we know that the service industry is one of the biggest industries, particularly in Philadelphia. I believe like 100,000 people uh, are employed in the restaurant industry and hospitality. How do you think this is going to impact the economy? Well, we've already, since August, we had not laid off about 90% of the entire employees in the workforce. Since then, only about 14% have been able to return. As we creep towards full service, restaurants were bringing employees back. But I do think that with a delay in the ability to provide indoor service, I think we're going to see more employees, unfortunately, be laid off. And that's not anything that restaurants want to do. They want to bring their employees back. Their employees want to come back and they want to return to normal. So I think that this is going to require, and we, we saw this already since the announcement in Allegheny County, just with banning on-premise consumption of alcohol, restaurants are saying, I'm going to have to lay employees off again. I can't make it. And we certainly believe that this is probably going to be a similar story in Philadelphia the longer we delay the ability for restaurants to reopen in any capacity. This is just kind of a little bit unfathomable to think of Philadelphia in this way, considering how far the city has come food-wise. And, and I'll tell you this, it's scary right now. And I think you've, you've gotten that impression from me. But I will say something else about this industry, which just... Every day as I talk to people in the industry, I just think how proud I am because they are resourceful. And for every restaurant that unfortunately may have to close their doors, we will have five that are going to dig their heels in and get through it. And our role is to do everything we can to help them get through it, work with the federal government to continue to get resources to businesses to help them through it. So this is going to change the industry in the short term and maybe midterm. But this is an industry that will come back. They are determined. Uh, and I think that we will have a food scene again. I really do. And as COVID passes, I certainly, in my optimism, hope it's going to be stronger and better than ever. What will dining look in the winter and then next summer? I think it all depends on the virus, to be honest. If cases are low and we're returning to somewhat normal capacity in the winter, I think that we might have almost a return to normalcy, depending on what abilities there is to have events within restaurants. I think something to keep in mind, though, is a lot of restaurants, they get through the winter via holiday parties and those get-togethers that businesses are hosting. And that probably is not going to be the case this winter, depending on what the virus dictates. So I think we're going to be slower in the winter. And we certainly hope and what we're optimistically hearing is that there will be a vaccine and that by next summer, we can all take a deep breath and, and hope to never deal with this again. Sounds like you're banking on that. I think the industry has to. And I, I want to give, I do want to give the city of Philadelphia a lot of credit. City Council has been phenomenal in working with us. The federal government government, I think, has been key in terms of getting resources down to businesses. And we're going to continue to work with them to help everybody get through it. Every business is on the same team here. Restaurants need a little bit more help right now, but we're all in it together and we need to get through it together. And that's going to require federal government, city government, businesses and guests alike. So there was talk in the beginning of this about how difficult it is for restaurants to stay afloat, even
even over the course of like a weekend, like the Pope's weekend really hurt people. And now we're going on a matter of months, not at full capacity or being closed. And still, a lot of restaurants are still pushing through. Can you just kind of talk me through the kind of the insider's perspective of running a restaurant and what this is doing to the business so that people can understand? I would say that every restaurant, at least full service restaurant, is not making any revenue. They're dipping into their savings if they have savings using federal dollars uh, via the PPP loan, via grant programs that the city is providing, via loans. They're taking out loans. I, I mean, Restaurants are really putting themselves in debt right now in the hopes that there will be a light at the end of the tunnel. So every day, large restaurants and small restaurants are looking at their books and they're looking at laying off even more employees than they did before, just any way to try and get through it and bring people back. And that is, I think, a look that many restaurants are going to be looking at today is who do I need to cut? What do I need to cut? to to get through this and will my landlord allow me to delay my rent payment for another month what about my utilities a, a lot has been done in the sphere of uh protecting homeowners in the city which absolutely need protection but we have a lot of commercial rental properties that they're just not getting a break and they're looking at all of those numbers today and i think there's going to be without maybe some help from the federal government to get some cash to these businesses there's going to be a lot of hard realities people are going to face in the next few weeks if they can't make outdoor dining work for them so do you think that this decision to delay indoor dining is going to spur some closures? I think that no matter what we're seeing closures, I think that this doesn't help. Uh, and we certainly hope that the city moving forward looks at maybe some other alternatives, as I mentioned, that allows indoor dining, but really goes after where, where they think the problems are, maybe closing alcohol service at 11 p.m. to kind of stop that late night partying that, that we've seen in other places. We think that there are avenues moving forward that the city can work with us on, but I would be surprised if we don't see an uptick after today in a few restaurants that are just saying, I can't make it another month and throw in the towel. And unfortunately, that's just the reality of this business. And, and how long can you survive when you're entering your fourth month of not being able to operate normally? All right, Melissa Bova, thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for having me. Jamie Brennan, co-owner of McCrossins here at 20th and Nectarine in the Art Museum area. In Philadelphia, we were supposed to go to a phase where you were going to have limited indoor dining, and that's not happening now. So as a business owner, what are your thoughts on that? Well, we're, we're disappointed, but we're also, you know, realistic about, you know, what's going on right now. And um, we're just trying to uh, roll with the punches. We know that everybody's trying to be safe. And if we're not safe and, and the conditions aren't right, it's, I guess, not the right time to open. So we're just trying to keep our chins up and and uh and just keep fighting but it is difficult because there's it's really hard to to plan anything or or to to do our ordering not as much as the beverage side of it but the food side of it how much to order and how to really prepare sometimes you run out of stuff sometimes you have too much of of a product and it goes to waste because you're not as open and as often as you'd like to be so it's kind of tough on our chef that way but it's tough on everybody so we're just trying to just trying to hang in there and keep fighting I could see how with margins as small as they are in the restaurant industry, not being able to plan could really, you could really take a hit by not doing that right. It, it is, uh, like I said, a challenge. And the, and the profit margins in the restaurant industry, 
seem to every year diminish if if you're not really careful about how you go about your your daily activities and one of the things that you have to be really careful about is 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 ordering and ordering product and not wasting product because that's that's how you make your money is is, is how you save your money so it's it's tough but in the same sense we're in this together we're not the only place that is having struggles so we're, we're just trying to be open-minded and know that we're not alone in this and we're together and we're trying to look at it as a neighborhood together too because our neighborhood has been over the top supportive and it's been really humbling and inspiring. So the folks from the Pennsylvania Restaurant and Launching Association explained to me that this is a problem. You know, you talk about being in it together. The restaurant has a responsibility, but so do the clients. And the fact that we are seeing some spikes, so you can't open your business. It's a big country and there's there's a lot of people um, with different opinions. And uh, the great thing about this country is everybody can say and express how they feel. And um, we're in a really challenging time right now where there's a lot of different feelings and a lot of people feel that maybe this isn't as serious as it is and i'm under the you know i'm in the state of mind where i know it's serious because you know you you hear about people getting sick and and dying all the time but i just hope that everybody is um not very self-centered and and self-absorbed and and, and thinks about other people that can get sick and you wear your mask and you wash your hands and and we're really trying to do that in the restaurant we are doing that and taking the extra steps to be clean and and the guests that come here have been have been really considerate that way with wearing their masks and everybody wants to come inside and say hello and you know they just really miss this place has always been a a neighborhood family place where people can you know feel comfortable and at home and it's kind of hard to do that if they can't come inside i mean they can come inside to use the bathroom it's hard to tell people like you know come over and see us but stay out (laughs) well what about you, you say you know everybody has an opinion is this a matter of opinion or is this a matter of health and safety i mean it's obviously affecting your business your the economy it's having a direct impact on whether or not you can open yeah, uh, it's a matter of health and safety. And, uh, and I'm sure people have opinions on what the right thing to do is. But any way that you can prevent the uh, pandemic from spreading, I really don't see why people wouldn't take those steps. So how do you as a business owner, how do you enforce the mask rule? Well, if you don't want to wear a mask, then you just can't come here. And now with being outside too, it's really hard to eat and drink while you're not wearing a mask. So we understand that. But as far as uh, shaking hands or, you know, hugging or doing anything like that, you know, all those things are no, no. So, you know, you just have to keep your distance and follow the guidelines. And, you know, we just hope if you keep doing that, then things will come back around. But there are a lot of places, I think, that are going to really get hurt by this. But I just don't see any other way around it. I know if you don't follow the rules, it's going to get worse. Okay, so now we've got another month of no indoor dining. How do you manage that as a business owner? Because in the beginning, They were saying even a weekend could really impact businesses. Now we're going into multiple months. It's true. Unfortunately, this is just the time that we're in. Like, what what is your thought process as you're going through your line items in your books? Well, the first thing that I you know, think about when you can't come indoors is one of the things that people love to do is come and sit in the air condition. And uh, that's not an option. First of all, you can't come inside. And even if you could come inside, you have to have the windows open and the air has to be moving. So yeah, a bad weekend can affect a business and a bad month has, I've seen it firsthand with friends uh, who have, who've lost their businesses on just one bad month. So So how do you keep it up in a bad four months? 
Well, we did get the assistance from the government, which was very helpful, but that's going to run out. There's a certain timeline that you have to use the money, and we're following that guideline to use it to pay our staff. But once that's done, and I think that's going to be done in a couple weeks, it's going to be very challenging. There's just no way a business like ours can survive without assistance or inside capacity. We have seven to 10 outdoor tables, and that's just not cutting it. You know, they said you can be 50% the capacity. Usually restaurants, that are 50% capacity or they go out of business. So it's we're just going to hang in there and, I, and we know everybody else is fighting just like us. We just feel very fortunate to be in this neighborhood to where it is a neighborhood spot and everybody comes out every day to at least, at least show their support, say hello. I presume takeout has taken off. Takeout's been, it's been more significant than ever and we have done more takeout. And I understand that too because a lot of people are afraid to come outside. Looking into the future, where do you see yourself this winter when you can't have outdoor dining? or when you can't have holiday parties and group gatherings if we don't get this under control. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. It depends on what happens, and that's why I just hope that everybody kind of does their part in it. Whether or not you think you're going to get it or not, by not really following the rules, you could spread it, and and that's what's happening, and that's why we're closed. And um, without that indoor seating, I I mean, we we could have the tables outside probably until November, but yes, if we don't have indoor seating by the wintertime, we'll either be closed down or we'll all be on unemployment like we were in the very beginning in March. So we hope for the best. We're we're trying to prepare for the worst, but uh, yeah, if we can't have people inside it's not going to be good for anybody do you have a plan yeah we just our plan is just to to stay clean and keep doing everything we can to flatten the curve but we're going to try to expand our seating outside with uh, some street licensing and see if we can get a couple more tables you know we do own the building so you know there are taxes and there's um there's just different things that even if you're not in business, the bills just, they're never, they, the bills don't stop. Even if you're not buying food or buying product or you don't have any salary, there's still day-to-day bills that come with this business. And if you're not open and you can't pay them, then you go out of business. What was your first, what was your reaction to the mayor's announcement that they're postponing indoor dining till at least August? I know he's got a really tough job to do and I wouldn't want it right now. What did you first think? What was your first thought? I just thought, I, I got to be honest with you, I really wasn't surprised. And I know that it seems like people around here are trying to do the right thing. It really does. So when I look around the rest of the country and some other states who just were a little cavalier about it and you start to see people get sick, I, I'm just really not surprised. I was surprised when I first heard it was going to happen. When this all started, I said by the 4th of July, if we don't allow people to come into restaurants, you're going to see restaurants start to drop one after another. And uh, when I did hear that it's not going to happen. The green phases is going to happen. I wasn't surprised. I was very disappointed, a little discouraged, but being a restaurant owner, there, there's there's a lot of restaurant owners around the city who are working very hard and we're, you know, we're not alone in it, but my first reaction was major disappointment. What about the future of Philadelphia? This city has really grown into a food destination. It's true. Over the last 20 years, it's grown beautifully and uh, the reputation has gone you know, through the roof as far as good restaurants in Philadelphia and they're affordable too so it was just whether you're coming from a different state or you're right here in the city of Philadelphia the restaurant scene over the last couple of years to me has just been exceptional right and, but is that sustainable um, I don't think so not like this uh, I don't I, unless you just completely recreate yourself and you know you do to go food but you know a lot of the profit margin is on draft beer and certain other things that are just consumed if you have people indoors and you have more tables so I hate to be negative but I don't see how it sustains in the long run if unless we there's bailouts by the city and the government and uh, you know that's 
we know that's going to have to be paid for in one way or another. So it's a tough situation. But I just don't see how you can be open if you're not allowed to have anybody inside. But I also understand why we can't have anybody inside. Yeah. What does the future of dining look like to you in Philadelphia? Right now, it does. It looks very challenging. It looks challenging. But I don't want to say at this point that, um, you know, um, I don't want to be over negative at this point because I'm very proud to be in this city. And um, I think this city's uh, there's a lot of tough people in this city and a lot of a lot of fighters in this city. And I and I it's going to take a lot for something like that to happen. So I'm going to say no. I think everything is going to be okay. I think people will try to do the right thing. And I believe there's a lot of very smart people working on the vaccine right now. And that's that's what I can hope for. I'm just going to stay hopeful and uh, try to stay positive and just come to work and dress up and show up for work every day. But um, very challenging. So we're starting to see some restaurants are closing in Philadelphia. What does it take, as somebody who runs a restaurant, what does it take before you throw in the towel? I would say you just get to the point where there's no return, where the bills are too much. And you, you just, if you do your math right and you look at it and you just figure out how long it will take to just even break, come back and break even, that's when you would have to close down where you don't see a you don't see that you can make up the money that you have to pay back. Because like I said, if you do everything correct, you might have a 15% profit margin. That's if you do everything right and everything's rolling the right way. And if you only have that much money you're making a profit if you're building up debt after debt and bills that need to be paid if you want to stay open and you know it's just it's really impossible to do so sometimes people throw the towel in when they say you know it's going to take me three or four years to even get even again and is it worth it so we're not at that point yet i know a lot of people probably are and and i know this was a a major a hit right here and I, and I know a lot of people were really looking forward to this weekend and reopening and looking to a bit of normality and even though it was not full capacity just uh, being able to uh, do what we do best and uh, take care of our, our customers inside and outside and, um, and a lot of people planned for that and I think a lot of people bought products too that now they're going to have to throw away which is another just loss so it's like one thing after another it's been that way this year has been I, I, don't, I don't know it was I didn't see this coming. Didn't see uh, this coming, and it's really hard to prepare for something like this. One weekend can sometimes hurt you really bad. One month will definitely hurt you bad. Four, five, six months, that'll put you out of business. So we've been open, and we're doing okay right now. And I think we will be, but a lot of people don't have the capacity or the opportunity to have outdoor seating, or and that's just really not what they're built for. So, um, yeah, you're going to see people go out of business. But the restaurant business is a very challenging business. But uh, people have a passion for making food and cocktails. And I'm one of those people that really enjoy inviting people into my place and entertaining. And, you know, it's really hard to do that if nobody can come inside. Yeah, it doesn't seem very hospitable. It's tough. And, and, and I mean, it's it, hospitality. Come in, have a drink, yeah, sit down. Come sit down. Let me take care of you. How's your family? You know, all that kind of stuff is tough. We do that a little bit outside, but like I said, we only have so many tables. And one of the other things is we have to put a time limit on the table so everybody can have a chance to sit down. And uh, that's really hard to tell people, thanks for coming in and spending money, but now it's time to get up and leave. <laughs> so it's a lot, of, a lot of challenges. Jamie Brennan, thank you so much and good luck. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. That's it for this episode of What's Cooking on KYW. You can follow the show and get other delicious tidbits on Instagram at Food in the 215. And follow me on Twitter and Facebook for more news and insights at Hadas Kuznets. If you have a food tip or feedback about the show, reach out. 
And please take a moment to help us by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. It helps us to keep making the podcast and get it to new listeners. I'm Hadas Kuznets, and that's What's Cooking. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.